0: Well, listening to that, George Glynos, the head of research at ETM Analytics. Nearly 8 million people of working age can't get a job. That's one in three people who could be in work unable to find employment. And we're so used to these big numbers, and I think it's beginning to rub off on us, and we be, we don't take it as seriously as we should. It is, however, getting worse. The last quarter saw further job cuts, and then this week we've seen Anglo-American Platinum, and now, just with Mpumi Zikalala, another 500 jobs at Kumba Iron Ore, and, of course, it does affect their supply chain as well. George Genos, what is so frustrating is that we see no sort of sign or signal or plan to improve it beyond political platitudes.
1: Yeah, uh, Bruce, I think it's um, uh, just another indication of, of a of a sick economy that uh, unfortunately has been saddled with some poor economic choices historically that uh, quite clearly hasn't generated the kind of returns that we'd like to see. Um, the funding that government has deployed in. Previous years, and we're approaching the budget now. So, you know, the, the funding deployed in previous budgets, shall we say, just has not hit the mark. Uh, we have wasted a tremendous amount of money. And in that opportunity, and of course, it's led us to, to this point where we are struggling to. Make any dent into this unemployment crisis that we face, and you know it's, it's particularly disturbing when you have a look at things like the youth unemployment. On the narrow definition, you're talking uh, in excess of forty percent. On the broader definition, you're talking closer to sixty percent uh, youth unemployment. I mean that must be massively demoralising when you 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 come out of school, you go into university, you come out of university, and uh, you want to be contributing. Uh, constructively and productively to an economy and you simply just can't find the opportunities there. So we have to take a long, hard look at the way that we conduct uh, uh, policies in this country and, um, and and dare I say we need a, a significant shake-up. Uh, I don't know that we're going to get it tomorrow or, or in any run-up to this election, but uh, we desperately need major reforms.
0: Why are we so accepting of catastrophically high unemployment rates?
1: I don't know that any of us are accepting of it. I think we've just become desensitized to it. We've been living with it for so long that it's it's a case of everybody just tries to make do. And um, I I will say this, though, you know, that we don't just put a completely negative spin on it. I, I think things could have been... A whole lot worse if it hadn't been for the dynamism of what we have in the private sector of this country. Uh, it's remarkable, actually, when you consider the headwinds that the private sector felt from load shedding to now transnets, the ports, uh, and many other examples, that uh, we, we've still been able to keep unemployment, uh, albeit at these very high levels, uh, stable. Uh, it could have been that much worse if we if we didn't have that dynamism. So I think the private sector does its, its bit and does as much as it can, but it needs to be unleashed. Uh, and there are clear opportunities that government can target to unleash that dynamism. I just wish they would take it and, and stop trying to control everything and being as centrist as they are because quite clearly uh, we do not possess the skills, we do not have meritocracy, and we uh, therefore cannot hope to run a government in the way that a private sector would run a company. And uh, therein lies the, the um, catch that we have to – or the hurdle, rather, that we have to surmount if, we, if we're ever going to make a dent into this unemployment.
0: You mentioned the budget tomorrow. And of course, uh, the president likes to wear as a badge of honor the number of people who are supported by social grants, because that's terrible economics, but good politics. More and more people dependent on a smaller and smaller pool of people who are being asked to pay more and more. And I guess that's the tone of tomorrow's budget speech.
1: I mean, exactly. We've uh, we we we've got a tax base that's under considerable pressure. Uh, the tax base wouldn't be uh, under as much pressure if we were employing more people and if companies were more profitable and if we had a more business-friendly uh, environment in which people would want to willingly invest their funds. Uh, funding is always attracted to to areas where there's opportunity, and South Africa is destroying those opportunities by constantly holding on to um, uh, running um, these BMOF of companies such as Eskom and, and Transnet and the like, instead of privatizing them, splitting them up, allowing a, a profit motive back into into um, the running of these organizations, so that we have some incentives uh, for for people to take decisions that are in the better interests of, of the country. Uh, I'm tired of speaking about uh, these these um, policy tweaks that we have in bailing out SOEs it's exactly the wrong thing to do we have shown repeatedly that we can't run them, uh, there is tremendous amount of opportunity that will be unleashed if we privatise them uh, I think it's long gone that we should be, I, I don't understand why we're still having these conversations to be quite frank but there's opportunity there um, South Africa can yeah. turn the corner, we can do a lot with what we've got but government needs to get out of the way
0: George Genas, who is the head of research at E.T.M. Analytics, wants government out of the way. Afraid, George, on the front.